in the name of God, the Creator, Liberator, and Sustainer of the Universe. Amen. Amen. This Sunday, the second Sunday of Easter, has various names. It is popularly known as Low Sunday, but the pandemic has rendered every Sunday Low Sunday, so that has not much meaning. Sunday is also known among some as Doubting Thomas Sunday, showing to people who struggle with faith issues that doubt is present even when there is faith. In a large part of the Western Church, this Sunday is known as Divine Mercy Sunday, pointing to the mercy that Jesus showed to the disciples when he appeared to them speaking the word of peace. But I think there is another name that is terribly important that I believe is related to this Sunday. And that name is Show Me Your Resurrection Sunday. Show Me Your Resurrection Sunday. In our Gospel reading from the 20th chapter of John's Gospel, the disciples, the 11 that are left, one had already sold out Jesus, all became deserters. They all left. When Jesus was arrested and crucified, all the men fled. We now see them locked up in a room, frightened and scared to death. And even though Mary Magdalene has appeared to them and has told them that she has encountered the risen Christ, they do not believe it. They are fearful. They are, they are wondering, are we going to be next? Will the authorities come looking for us? They are not sure what they're going to do. It is as if the breath has all been knocked out of them. Into this locked up situation among this fearful group of people, this group of deserters who, who at Jesus' most critical hour deserted him, Jesus appears. He appears in the locked up room, being no longer constrained by death. Locked doors are no real problem. So Jesus comes to them and he speaks a word of peace. He comes to this frightful group. He enters into the room and he sees them and he says, peace. He speaks a word of forgiveness. He speaks a word of mercy. He speaks the shalom of God. Jesus looks at this group and he says, I'm going to give you a mission. You are going to become my presence. You are going to become 
the body of Christ in this world, you're going to become that community that we call church. At that point in the story, John says that Jesus breathed upon them. He breathes upon them. John is recalling the creation story in the book of Genesis in which God took dust and breathed into it, creating humanity. Jesus, with his very breath, is now creating a new humanity. And he says to them, I'm sending you forth as a new creation in this world, and I'm giving you the power to forgive. I'm giving you the power to be merciful. I'm giving you the power to speak the word peace. John tells us that the disciples were overjoyed. But there's another part to the story. Thomas, one of the remaining 11, was not present when this happened. And when he returns, the disciples, the, the other 10, tell Thomas, while you were gone, the risen Christ appeared to us. Jesus came to us again. Thomas said, sure. <laughs> sure, that happened. I mean, who would believe this group? Who would believe this group of frightened deserters? Thomas surely wouldn't. And he said to them, unless I see, unless I can touch the hands and the sides, unless I know, unless I know that the scars and wounds of this world are present in the resurrected one, I will not believe. But Thomas stayed with the disciples, probably because he considered it a safe place to hide out. But John always also tells us that about a week later, Jesus pulls off the same thing. He just comes through the locked up room and he comes to Thomas and he said, Thomas, here's my hand, here's my side, touch the wounds. John doesn't tell us that Thomas did that. John tells us that Thomas recognized in Jesus, the risen Christ, the presence of God and he worships my God. Thomas Long, well-known professor of homiletics for many years who is now retired, in a recent article told what I thought was a fascinating story. The story involved a Zen master and a Trappist monk. And at the beginning of the story, the Zen master says to the Trappist monk, you know, I like Christianity very much, but I would not like it without resurrection. Show me your resurrection. 
show me your resurrection. I believe that in our readings today, we are giving, given two clear manifestations of resurrection. First, in the locked up disciples who were so fearful, Jesus appears and the fear is dissipated. It's gone. And John tells us they are filled with joy. These disciples were transformed. These deserters move from being deserters to fearless witnesses. The resurrected Christ had appeared among them and they themselves became signs of resurrection. In our reading from the book of Acts, we are also given a very powerful sign of resurrection. These fearful disciples have now become those who are living in a community where they share all things in common. These disciples who were so concerned before the resurrection of Jesus with who was going to be most rewarded when the kingdom of Jesus truly came, who's going to sit on my right hand and who's going to sit on my left hand, getting in arguments with each other about who is going to be the greatest, they now are concerned that there not be a needy person among them. Book of Acts tells us there was no such thing as private property private ownership, one of the highest values in our society. They had become a community of compassion, mercy, and were empowered to become those who showed forth with their very way of living resurrection, which is one of the reasons that the early Christian community became popularly known as the way, the way. However, I believe that in more recent times, <coughs> we also have been given many, many signs of resurrection. I believe that part of what it means to be a witness to the resurrection is that you become in your life a sign of resurrection. You become in your very being one who trusts resurrection, one who trusts that the power of new life is stronger than the power of death, which is manifested around us on a daily basis. To encounter the resurrected Christ is to become one who witnesses to the fact that light can come out of darkness, that new life can come out of death, and we become those signs in our world. As I was saying in our own time, 
at least in my own time, we have been given many, many witnesses. I remember the late Archbishop of San Salvador, Oscar Romero, shortly after he became totally aware that he would probably be assassinated for carrying out his ministry. Archbishop Romero said in a sermon, if they kill me, if the right-wing military kills me, I will rise in the people of El Salvador. I will rise in the people of El Salvador. I will be resurrection. I will show you resurrection. Archbishop Romero was shot and killed while he was saying Mass. And as you know, he today inspires millions of people. He rose not only in the people of El Salvador, but in all people seeking liberation throughout the world. He became resurrection. The great community organizer and civil rights leader, Fannie Lou Hamer, was trained as a community organizer at the Highlander Folk School in Tennessee. She was present the night that the Ku Klux Klan surrounded the Highlander Folk Center with burning torches threatening to burn down the center. The group that was being trained inside the building that was surrounded by the Klan sat there looking out this large number of people getting ready to set on fire the building where they were being trained. One person, and Ms. Hammer was present that night, one person said, it has occurred to me that in this moment we need to add another verse to our beloved anthem we shall overcome. And we need to put a sixth verse to that anthem, and this is what it should be. We are not afraid. We are not afraid. We are not afraid. And so with the torches burning outside, inside of that building, they began to sing, We are not afraid. If you ever had the opportunity to march with Fannie Lou Hamer and hear her sing that verse, after all the suffering and struggle and conflict she had gone through, you knew in your heart that she was a resurrection. She was God's new creation. Every time today that I see Greta Thunberg marching for climate justice, every time I see her standing with some national or international figure, especially when she stood with Pope Francis smiling, every time I realize the influence that she has had on movements such as the Sunrise Movement, 
which we've been so blessed with in our society. I see her as a sign of God's new creation breaking through, breaking through death. I remember very well this parishioner who was very devout, Episcopalian. He was very conservative, very much a traditionalist, loved right one. But he also firmly believed that marriage was intended by God to be only for a man and a woman, and that anything else was the breaking of God's intention and laws. He was also a Eucharistic minister. And so one day I had him take communion to a professor in the local college whose husband was dying of cancer. And he did. He took communion to them and then he came back in my office. And this man who was not bent to crying had tears in his eyes as he spoke about this gay couple and he said they love each other. He said they love each other. They love each other. And they should have the right to receive the sacrament of marriage in our church. In that moment, this person had been resurrected. In that moment, he was a sign of resurrection. He was resurrected. Show me your resurrection. Show me your resurrection. Look at him. The little girl said, when the Sunday school teacher read the story of Jesus' first miracle about Jesus turning water to wine, the little 10-year-old girl in Sunday school, she said, I know that can happen. I've seen it. The teacher said, what? The little girl said, in my house, when, Jesus, when my father joined Alcoholics Anonymous and prayed, she said, Jesus turned whiskey into water. She became a sign of new life, of resurrection. Show me your resurrection. Show me your resurrection. As Christians, we are called to be those who see and are and trust in resurrection. We are called to be those who daily show our broken world resurrection. Let there be peace among us <coughs> and let us not be instruments of our own or anyone else's oppression. Amen.